Hello and welcome to the Christmas 2019 edition of Galloway's Eye, the monthly audio magazine of Galloway's Society for the Blind, recorded at Howick House, Penwitham, Preston. My name is Angie. Now coming up we have on track two some Christmas fun for all including a quiz from our Preston team track 3 a Christmas poem from the Chorley team track 4 an update from Southport including a Christmas drink idea track 5 a recipe for festive mulled wine from our Morecambe team track 6 the get active update Track 7, Talking Tech. Track 8, Meet the Team. Track 9, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Track 10, Festive Fun. Track 11, The Bowler. Track 12, The Monthly Draw. Please note that Galloway's Eye is now available to listen to via iTunes and our website. Please remember this is your magazine and comments and articles are always welcome. So let's start this festive edition with some items from your local areas. Galloway's support through sight loss. And here is Adele and Kevin with some festive fun and a quiz. A chubby snowman. A chubby little snowman had a carrot nose. Along came a bunny, and what do you suppose? That hungry little bunny, looking for some lunch, grabbed that snowman's nose. Nibble, nibble, crunch. Snowball. I made myself a snowball, as perfect as could be. I thought I'd keep it as a pet and let it sleep with me. I made it some pyjamas and a pillow for its head. Then last night it ran away, but first it wet the bed. The funniest face. The funniest face looked out at me from a silver ball on the Christmas tree. At first I thought it was Santa's elf, but I looked again and it was just myself. What are Christmas carols? Christmas carols are special songs which are sung during the Christmas season. The word carol comes from the ancient Greek choros, which means dancing in a circle, and from the old French word carol, meaning a song to accompany dancing. People today still go carol singing. People go from house to house singing carols and collecting money for charity. The traditional period to sing carols is from St Thomas's Day, the 21st of December, until the morning of Christmas Day. Christmas carols were banned between 1647 and 1660 in England by Oliver Cromwell, 
who thought that Christmas should be a solemn day. St Francis of Assisi introduced Christmas carols to formal church services. White Christmas by Irving Berlin is the biggest selling Christmas song of all time. It is estimated to have sold approximately 350 million copies on record and sheet music. Here are the or origins of a few festive favourites. The Twelve Days of Christmas. Of all the Christmas carols we sing today, none presents more of a challenge than the Twelve Days of Christmas, with its baffling list of lyrics. What exactly are we to make of this aviary of birds? The swans, geese, doves, hens and calling birds, and what on earth is a partridge? Strictly a ground bird doing up a pear tree. The origins of the carol make things a little clearer. Historians generally agree that the verse first evolved as a festive memory game. The list of objects or animals grows with each verse and forfeits are imposed for forgetting one, but that still leaves us with the problem of the partridge. While the English partridge is a creature of fields and moors, its French cousin is apparently more like to likely to find itself up a tree. And if the partridge really is French, then it would be called un ped pedri, correctly pronounced peridri. Suddenly, this word sounds an awful lot like that pear tree. Could it perhaps just be an elaborate international game of Chinese whispers that has left us with a partridge stuck forever in a misheard pear tree? We wish you a Merry Christmas. What's interesting about this catchy little carol are the customs it reveals. Both wassailing and mumming were still going strong under the Tudor monarchs, with carolers and players going from door to door performing. It was terribly bad luck not to reward their efforts with food and drink, including the figgy pudding, an early version of what we now know as Christmas pudding. Deck the Halls one popular 16th century song was the carol we know today as Deck the Halls. Back then it was a favourite Welsh song originally titled Nos Galan. It wasn't until the 19th century that it acquired Christmassy words and became part of our own festivities. In its earliest form, Deck the Halls was just a folk song. These words would not have suited the prim Victorians, so when Thomas Oliphant came to write an English text for the melody in the 1860s, he started from scratch, co-opting the dancing melody and lively Falala chorus for an altogether more innocent celebration of Christmas preparations. The Holly and the Ivy Although this charming carol, based on an English folk tune, probably dates from the 17th century, its symbolism is far older. Both the festivals of Saturnalia and Yule place great emphasis on evergreens. The Romans would exchange boths of holly and ivy with, the, with their friends during the festival, while both the Scandinavians and the Anglo-Saxon pagans would decorate their homes with the evergreens they saw as symbols of eternal life. So try as Christian carol writers might to impose their own symbols on, on the plants, the red hollyberry as Jesus' blood, the white holly flower, his shroud, they have to work hard to displace earlier layers of meaning. Some think there's a further secret layer of meaning to the carol. Is the holly, with its phallic prickles, a symbol of the masculine and the clinging ivy of the feminine? English courtiers were fond of such hidden language and holly and ivy carols could have formed the basis of courting games. 
Silent Night. A firm favourite throughout the 19th century was the lovely Silent Night. Schoolmaster Franz Xaver Gruber and priest Joseph Moore first performed the carol in the church of St Nicola in Orbendorf, Austria, in its original German, Stille Nacht, on Christmas Eve 1818. Legends attached to this timeless carol persist. One charming tale tells of mice chewing through vital sections of St Nicholas' organ, leaving the church without music at Christmas. The resourceful young teacher and priest, so the story goes, stepped in to save the service by composing a simple carol that could be sung with just guitar accompaniment. The first instrument on which the carol Silent Night was played was a guitar. And now we have a Christmas quiz. How much do you know? So, we're going to give you the questions and then uh, give you the answers towards the end of uh, this month's recording. So, I'm first. Is Alphabetically, which of Santa's reindeer comes first? Who is generally recognised as writing the poem A Visit from St Nicholas, also known as Twas the Night Before Christmas? In the Gingerbread Man fairy tale, who devours the gingerbread man? What stick would you put into a mulled wine? Who wrote Band-Aid song, Do They Know It's Christmas? The territory of Christmas Island is in which ocean? Modern Christmas trees originated in the 16th century in an area now known as which country? In A Christmas Carol, which is the first ghost to visit Scrooge? Driving Home for Christmas was written during a car journey back to where? In the song Let It Snow, what happened to the lights? Which 1956 Harry Belafonte song is now performed as a Christmas carol? Which famous scientist who developed the three laws of motion was born on Christmas Day, 1642? Which wordless children's picture book by Raymond Briggs was first published in 1978? La Noche Buena refers to what over Christmas period in Spain? How many drummers drummed? When was the first Christmas card printed? When was the first ever organised Christmas Day swim? The first royal Christmas broadcast. Which monarch made it? Shakespeare wrote a play for Elizabeth I as a Christmas present. Which one is it? What country did Stephen I found in the year 1000 on Christmas Day? Which country donates the Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square? Who is the patron saint celebrated on the 26th of December? In what country was eggnog inv invented? Who wrote the first ever King's Christmas message? Who banned... Christmas after the English Civil War in 1647. Where does the name Boxing Day come from? And finally, when was Christmas first celebrated in the UK? Christmas crackers are a traditional Christmas favourite in the UK. They were first made between 1845 and 1850 by a London sweet maker called Tom Smith. 
he had seen the French bonbon sweets, almonds wrapped in pretty paper, on a visit to Paris in 1840. He came back to London and tried selling sweets like that in England and also included a small motto or riddle in with the sweet, but they didn't sell very well. Legend says that one night while he was sitting in front of his log fire he became very interested by the sparks and cracks coming from the fire. Suddenly he thought what a fun idea it would be if his sweets and toys could be opened with a crack when the fancy wrappers were pulled in half. In 1861 Tom Smith launched his new range of what he called bangs of expectation. It saw that he bought the recipe for the small cracks and bangs in crackers from a fireworks company called Brock's Fireworks. Crackers were also nicknamed called Cossackers and were thought to be named after the Cossack soldiers who had a reputation for riding on their horses and firing guns into the air. When Tom died, his expanding cracker business was taken over by his three sons, Tom, Walter and Henry. Walter introduced the hats into crackers and he also travelled around the world looking for new ideas for gifts to put in the crackers. The company built up a big range of themed crackers. There were ones for bachelors and spinsters, where the gifts were things like false teeth and wedding rings. There were also crackers for suffragettes, war heroes and even Charlie Chaplin. Crackers were also made for special occasions like coronations. The British royal family still has special crackers made for them today. Very expensive crackers were made, such as the millionaire's crackers, which contained a solid silver box with a piece of gold and silver jewellery inside it. Cracker manufacturers also made large displays, such as horse-drawn carriages and sleighs, for the big shops in London. The Christmas crackers that are used today are short cardboard tubes wrapped in colourful paper. There is normally a cracker next to each plate on the Christmas dinner table. When the crackers are pulled with a bang, a colourful party hat, a toy or gift and a festive joke falls out. The party hats look like crowns and it is thought that they symbolise the crowns that might have been worn by the wise men. Crackers are famous for their very bad jokes. Here are some for you to make you smile. How does Santa keep track of all the fireplace he's visited? He keeps a logbook. What goes? Oh, oh, oh. Santa walking backwards. <laughs> Why was the snowman looking through the carrots? He was picking his nose. What did Adam say the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. What's a dog's favourite carol? Bark, the herald angels sing. When is pizza an acceptable Christmas food? If it's deep pan, crisp and even. I wish I could afford Rudolph and Blitzen decorations this year. Alas, they're too dear. What is the best Christmas present? A broken drum. You can't beat it. I hope that made you smile. Uh, we'll now give you the answers um, to the quiz. Question one was, alphabetically, which of Santa's reindeer comes first? And it is, of course, Blitzen. Who is generally recognised as writing the poem A Visit from St Nicholas, also known as Twas the Night Before Christmas? And the answer is Clement C. Moore. In the Gingerbread Man fairy tale, who devours the gingerbread man? 
It wasn't me. It was a fox. What stick would you put into a mulled wine? The answer is cinnamon. And who wrote the band-aid song, Do They Know It's Christmas? It was Bob Geldof and Midgeur. The territory of Christmas Island is in which ocean? The Indian Ocean. Modern Christmas trees originated in the 16th century in an area now known as which country? It is, of course, Germany. In A Christmas Carol, which is the first ghost to visit Scrooge? Jacob Marley. I bet this has got you all. Driving Home for Christmas was written during a car journey back to where? It was Middlesbrough. I thought it was Hull. Was it? Well, it's up, up that way somewhere. <laughs> In the song Let It Snow, what happened to the lights? They've been turned down low. So which uh, 1956 Harry Belafonte song is now performed as a Christmas carol? It Mary's Boy Child. And the famous scientist who developed the three laws of motion was, and was born on Christmas Day 1642 is Sir Isaac Newton. And which, word, which wordless children's book by Raymond Briggs was first published in 1978? The Snowman. Uh, I hope my pronunciation is OK on this one. La Noche Buena refers to what? Over Christmas period in Spain, it is Christmas Eve. And how many drummers drummed? Twelve. When was the first Christmas card printed? 1843. Now, Adele, I thought you might have liked this Christmas swim one. Oh, yeah. Um, when was the first ever organised Christmas Day swim? Well, I wasn't around for this one, That's Kevin, right. but the... Uh, yeah, the next one after that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Christmas Day, 1864. <laughs> Would have been a bit rather chilly. <laughs> the first royal Christmas broadcast, which monarch made it? George the Sixth. Shakespeare wrote a play for Elizabeth I as a Christmas present. Which one was it? It was The Merry Wives of Windsor. Which country did uh, Stephen I found in the year 1000 on Christmas Day? And it's Hungary. And it's not been lost since. <laughs> <laughs> Which country donates the Christmas tree in Trafalgar Square? It was, or it is, Norway. Who is the patron saint celebrated on the 26th of December? The answer is Saint Stephen. In what country was eggnog invented? Of course, it was England. Who wrote the first ever King's Christmas message? Rudyard Kipling. And who banned Christmas after the English Civil War in 1647? It was, of course, Oliver Cromwell. Where does the name Boxing Day come from? It is from the Church Arms Boxes. And lastly, when was Christmas first celebrated in the UK? And the answer is the 6th century. So all that remains, Adele, is to wish everybody a happy Christmas. Um, all the listeners who we've come in touch with, all our colleagues, all your family and friends, to have a very happy Christmas. Um, and we look forward to working with you in 2020 so bye-bye from me and goodbye from me bye-bye bye my christmas wish for you by Kristin m sicardi my christmas wish for you my friend is not a simple one for i wish you hope and joy and peace days filled with warmth and sun i wish you love and friendship too throughout the coming year 
lots of laughter and happiness to fill your world with cheer. May you count your blessings one by one and when totaled by the lot, may you find all you've been given to be more than what you've sought. May your journeys be short, your burdens light, may your spirit never grow old. May all your clouds have silver linings and your rainbows pots of gold. I wish this all and so much more. May all your dreams come true. May you have a Merry Christmas, friend, and a Happy New Year too. Welcome to our last recording of this year's Galloway's Eye for Sefton and West Lancashire. All are welcome to just pop in for free advice or support or come along and jump in with any one of our many groups or courses that we run. We offer a number of different group and courses throughout the month, bringing people together in an atmosphere that never fails to inspire. All our activities are designed specifically for people with visual impairment. Get creative with us on a Monday morning at our art and craft group. Next session, Monday the 13th of January 2020. Come and meet other art makers and be excited by their beautifully crafted pieces of art. We meet 10am until 12 noon. To find out more about this group or any other activity, please contact Carl or Jenny on 01704-534-555. Why not then stay on and join us for lunch, which alternates weekly either fish and chips or freshly made sandwiches. In an afternoon, join us for a quiz one week, alternating with the speaker the next. Wednesdays, activities start in the morning with a knit and natter group that enables people to meet and befriend others while knitting and having a chat. On Wednesday afternoon, our unforgettable bingo experience starts here at Galloway's. Join us for the fun and games. On Fridays, we have various monthly groups, such as woodworking, You don't have to be a carpenter to join in our woodworking group, just someone who enjoys the art and craft of woodworking. Please ring for further details. Our monthly book club welcomes you to join them. We listen to audio books. Our monthly book club is a a place to share your thoughts with other book lovers on a specially chosen book of the month. Southport Visually Impaired Group meets every month on the second Tuesday for a coffee morning and the fourth Tuesday with a speaker. Both groups meet 10am until 12 noon. This group next meets on Tuesday the 14th of January 2020. Our Ormskirk group continues to meet on Thursdays at Ormskirk Parish Church 12 noon until 2pm for a light lunch and quiz or speaker. All are welcome. Our next Living with Sight Loss course will be Monday the 17th and Tuesday the 18th of February 2020. 10am until 3pm each day. We are in the festive spirit already here at Southport. Our Christmas tree is up along with the lights and decorations. Our service users are already tucking in to mince pies and eagerly awaiting their Christmas lunch at the Prince of Wales on the 11th of December and their Christmas party here at the centre on Wednesday the 18th of December. If you are interested in attending any of the Talking Tech or Get Active activities, times and dates, then please listen to Andrew and James's section on this CD or contact us for further details. We would like to share a quick Christmas drink recipe with you for making those evenings a little extra special. Nutmeg and Orange Christmas Coffee. The ingredients... 
4 tablespoons of ground coffee, 1 small cinnamon stick, 2 pitted dates, a pinch of ground nutmeg, 2 cloves, um, strip of zest of oranges. The method. Put all the ingredients into a large cafetiere along with 400 ml of boiling water. Please be careful. Stir with a wooden spoon and then allow to steep for about 4 minutes. Gently pressing the plunger down, pour into espresso cups or small amount into a normal cup. Sit in your comfy chair with your drink, mince pies or chocolates. Relax and enjoy. We would like to say a huge thank you to our volunteers for all their hard work, help and support throughout the year. The centre will be open as usual Monday the 23rd of December. The centre will close at 1pm on Tuesday the 24th of December and will reopen on Thursday the 2nd of January 2020. We wish you all a happy, peaceful and stress-free Christmas and New Year from all at the Southport Centre. As always, thank you for listening. If you require any information, please call Carl or Jenny on 01704 And now on Galloway's Eye from the team at Morecambe, we have a recipe for Christmas gluine, which is mulled wine. One orange halved and sliced, one bottle of red wine, 200 grams caster sugar, five cloves, one cinnamon stick, two star anise, three slices of ginger, and a 150 millimeter bottle of rum, brandy, or schnapps. So to start off with, you put the wine, orange, sugar, cinnamon stick, star anise, and ginger into a pan. Warm for 10 to 15 minutes, but do not allow to boil. Then, and only if you wish, add rum, brandy or schnapps to the pan to your own taste. And then enjoy. Hello, this is James and welcome to this month's uh, Get Active update. So on December the 2nd, we have a four mile walk around Howick. Uh, which is made up of country lanes and part of the Ribble Way. Come and join us for a gentle walk and meet new and old friends. This walk will start and finish from our site at Howick House and there is pickups from Preston and Southport train stations. Do you like cricket? Well on December the 3rd we'll have a session of indoor cricket at Bamber Bridge Tennis Centre from 12 until 1.30 Cost will be £2 for this. Uh, come along and find out what is involved in visually impaired cricket. You never know, you may enjoy it. On December the 12th, we have our Christmas walk and meal. Come along in your best Christmas jumper and enjoy a short, easy walk from Longton Brickcroft to the Dolphin Pub, where you can choose from the festive menu or a regular menu. The walk is about three miles in total with the Christmas meal at the Dolphin halfway through. We require a £5 non-refundable deposit needed uh, to book your place. Uh, so if you want to give me a call uh, and to book a place and we can tell you what the menu options are there as well. On December the 20th, we'll be going indoor climbing at Westview Leisure Centre in Preston. 
the cost is £10 and places are limited. So if you've ever fancied trying your hand at climbing, come along and give it a go. There is something for all abilities. I'm looking forward to the new year. We've got January the 6th. We'll have another walk. Uh, location has yet to be decided for this one, but it could possibly be from Hightown to Freshfield uh, in the, the Southport area. Uh, there'll be transport available from Preston and Southport for that one. So come along and work off all those mince pies and Christmas dinners and have some fun with this friendly walking group. Also in January on the 9th we have another walk. Uh, this time it's going to be in the North Lancashire area with pickup points from Preston and Lancaster. Uh, location to be confirmed for that one. And on January the 16th, we've got a walk in central lengths, possibly around Rivington, which would be on the good firm path through the woodlands and along the side of the reservoir. So on January the 24th, we've got another indoor climbing event, again at Westview in uh, Penwood in Preston. Uh, again, cost is £10 and places are limited. So there's something for everyone, like I said earlier. If you, you fancy coming along and having a go, see what's involved, just give, give me a call, put your name down and we'll get you climbing up the wall. Please keep checking the Get Active Facebook group for further details and dates as we get them. I would recommend walking boots or shoes for any of the, the walks that we do, especially at this time of year. Uh, and please dress for the weather conditions. If you're in any doubt as to what to wear or bring, just please give me a call. Uh, I can give you some advice on that. We have a limited stock of boots and waterproofs that we can lend out to people uh, if you don't have any. Um, like I say, the, the sizes are very limited, so we may have them, we may not. Um, it's just something so you can try it out before, see if you like the walking group, um, before you end up buying your own kit. So if we have got something that's your size and you want to borrow it, then just let me know um, and we can bring those along as well. Okay, so that's all for me for this year so i just want to wish everybody a happy christmas and a very peaceful new year and we'll see you on some of the walks thank you for now if you want any further information or to book your place on any of the events mentioned please contact us our numbers are penwitham 01772 744148 chorley 01257 275 160 Morecambe 01524 414846 and Southport 01704 534555 Now on Galloway's Eye we have this month's Talking Tech. Hello everyone and Merry Christmas. It's Andrew here um, for your latest Talking Tech for the Galloway's Eye. So I'm going to start off this month with some dates for your diary and we're going to start with the um, the technology drop-in days in January so uh, hopefully you'll all have some new gadgets and gizmos to uh, to bring in next year that you might need some support with and as you probably know already our technology drop-in days are designed so that you can come along and get help with your technology whether it's a smartphone a tablet your computer um, or an Amazon Echo uh, whatever it is you need assistance with maybe you're looking for a new phone or a new solution to help you 
um, with reading or accessing the internet then the technology dropping day is the perfect thing for you so um, the days start from 10.30 a.m. till 2.30 p.m. and they're on the following dates so on the 6th, Monday the 6th of January We'll be at the Rafa Wings Centre in Fishergate, which is 82 to 83 Fishergate. Uh, and it faces the Primark store. Um, so that is on Fishergate. Pop along there. On the Wednesday the 8th, we'll be at Broomy Sunshine in Morecambe. On Thursday the 9th, we'll be in our centre in Chorley. And on Friday the 10th, will finish the week off in Southport. So hopefully, please do come along. Um, if you need any more information, uh, please please do give us a call. So if you've got something that you'd like to share on the Talking Tech um, edition, you can always get in touch with myself, Andrew Coleman at Galloway's. Uh, and if you know if you want to share some news or a review about a piece of technology that you're that you're quite into at the moment, then um, you can get in touch with us, and we'll happily feature um, your your story or your recommendation on on the Galloway's Eye. Uh, this month, um, I'd like to thank uh, one of our listeners, Don. Thank you very much, Don, for sending in uh, some information to us that he'd like. Um, to update you all on, on the Galloway's Eye and this is about some new products from RNIB and the first one um, is is called the Community Player uh, now this is a new product uh, dance like no one is watching catch up on your favourite podcasts lose yourself in a great audiobook the brand new RNIB Community Player which if you do bring the RNIB is DH446 is small, portable and compatible helping you to do all things um, now designed to look and feel similar to the best selling RNIB community clock the USB memory stick player is easy to use and can be easily moved from one room to another or into the garden or your shed okay your shed um i don't know who listens to audiobooks in their shed but there you go um <laughs> the community the community uh, player uh, has a black casing and white underside and large tactile white buttons which contrast with the casing, so it's quite easy, to, easy to see, and uh, and it's easy to feel as well with the tactile buttons. It can bookmark approximately twenty USB sticks, and has built-in Bluetooth. So if you get audio books from the RNIB, um, this can bookmark up to twenty of your books. So if you've got twenty memory sticks, which you, which is a lot. Um, I don't think you'll have 20 memory sticks, but if you did, this player can remember exactly where you're up to on each memory stick. Um, the Bluetooth can be used for remotely connecting to devices such as smartphones or tablets. So, you know, you could play audio from your smartphone or tablet through the community player. Um, so, you know, you could play your music, podcasts or even audio books. The community player has a built-in rechargeable battery which lasts up to eight hours and is supplied with a mini USB 
to USB charger cable. So if you've got a phone at home with a USB, a phone plug at home with a USB socket, you could plug your USB um, into the player and then into your plug to charge it up. Or you could even uh, plug it into your laptop or a USB uh, battery charger. So you can always do things like that. Um, quite a nice price as well. It's thirty four ninety nine, excluding the VAT. Um, uh, with the VAT, it's actually forty one ninety nine. Um, the next one we got the Sonic USB player. This is probably one of the most popular players out there, um, which is an easy to use ultra portable MP three player with built in speaker, and uh, you can pick that up as well um for forty nine excluding VAT. Uh, it offers superb sound quality from two built in speakers. Um it's easy to use, ultra portable MP3 player which will play content uh such as audio books, music and talking newspapers directly directly from a USB stick or a Bluetooth uh, source. It has four large raised yellow control buttons with tactile uh, markings and an extra large volume control. Um, the Sonic 2 has a USB power supply which is designed specifically uh, for blind and partially sighted users. The charger has a unique tactile feel, 3D raised logo high contrast colours and a strengthened braided nylon cable. So that's quite a nice product as well. You can order those products by calling the RNIB on 0303 123 9999 or you can also visit their website. Uh, if you go on Google just type in RNIB shop and the first result in Google will bring up the RNIB shop website where you can also purchase those items. What an absolutely fantastic event we had uh, last week at the um, AGM and conference. And uh, we had some brilliant speakers. Um, and I think it was a really, really useful day um, where we looked at ways of helping us be more independent as travellers. Um, it, it was a brilliant day and I'd like to thank everybody who came along to the technology stand. Um, I think it was really great uh, to see different products and, and demonstrate different things. Uh, we were lucky enough to be joined by Martin Roberts who was from, uh, from Humanware um, and um, he was um, demonstrating a device called the um, the the the, re the Victor Reader Trek, um, which is um, a book player but also a GPS navigation device, and um, and a lot of people met Robert and and commented on um, how helpful he was. It was great to um, have a go at using the the product and and feeling its tactile buttons and its and its size, and um, we're going to look at next year in doing some work with Martin. Um, where he can come along to Galloway's and we can do some navigation with the device because as you can appreciate it was quite difficult at the conference because we couldn't really get out and about but um, it was really nice and we're going to do some work with, with Humanware next year so watch this space. Um, it was great to talk to people about devices that they can help them on the travels such as OrCam 
um, which is the camera that reads text back to you. And we also had quite a bit of interest in the Sunu band, which you know we've we've mentioned on the Galloway's Eye before, which is the the taptic vibrating sonar band, which tells you about uh, tells you about uh, things that are in your path, such as objects, cars, people, walls. Um, really, really useful, and it was great to see people having a go and walking around with the Sunu band. And I think most popular was the demonstration of apps that we did. Um, so that was really good and what was quite popular was the Lazarillo app um, which is an app that tells you about what's around you um, by point of interest so whether you're looking for a restaurant or a cash machine or a bank or a shop um, Lazarillo can help you if you're blind or partially sighted and it's compatible with an Android or um, an Apple a smartphone um, a lot of people were interested in that so that was really good um, but overall Thank you very much to everybody who came along, and thank you for coming to the technology stand and and showing and showing you know the interest that you did. Um, we have we did produce um, a technology uh, guide for travellers, um, and that is available if you would like it digital, email, or or large print, or even braille. Um, please let us know if you require one of those guides. You can do by uh, calling 01772-744-148. Okay, so uh, I'm pleased to be joined by Jeff uh, today. How are we doing, Jeff? We're doing good. It's that time of year again, isn't it? It is. It comes up every year. Christmas. Yeah. What do we want? What 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 gadgets and gizmos is uh, is everybody uh, you know looking at for buying this year? And as always. Um, there's a lot of popular technology out there that that uh, that people are interested in, and and it still seems to be at the moment that um, for gadgets and gizmos, everything to do with either Google or or Amazon Echo is is quite popular. I'm just I mean, we just had them Black Friday sales as well, haven't we? So, yeah, and Cyber Monday sales. So everybody's everybody's been buying smart speakers like the Amazon Echo and things like that. Do you know what I've just bought? What I bought the. Um, the video, or the Ring, the Ring 2 video doorbell. Right. Do you know much about that? No. Oh. Well, basically, if, you, if you're out and about and you're not at home uh, and somebody um, comes to your door, it t- the, the, the doorbell is Wi-Fi, so it sends a message to your smartphone to tell you that someone's at your door, and then you can actually look at them on your smartphone. How does that right. sound to you? That sounds good, yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. Well, it's funny because not everybody thinks it's a good idea. I do. Um, I only set it up on Saturday. Um, but what I quite like about it is, I don't know about you, but when you're visually impaired and you go to your door, you you don't always know who's behind it. No, no, you don't. No, well, I've, I've answered the door before, and I've, unless I've actually said who it is, I've not been able to identify who it was. Yeah, I know it's it's one of those things. So for me, it's always, always been a little bit nerve wracking. But with the video, with the door, the Ring Two video doorbell. Yeah. Um, you can use it with your all your Amazon devices. So you can use it with Alexa. You can say Alexa, uh, speak to my front door, and you can actually speak to the person who's at your front door because there's a there's a microphone on the camera as well. All oh, right. Um, 
or you can view it on your phone and speak to them and you can see a video of them outside. It's like the old time ones where you could, uh, you had a camera outside and you, if anybody come to your front door or there's yeah. a movement in your back garden, you could switch it off your TV and went yeah, to the camera. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. So yeah. uh, so I, I thought, you know what, everybody's been buying them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and get one. Um, and even if you've got no vision, um, if it's just the audio side of things, it's quite good for that as well um, because obviously you can speak and listen to them. They can clarify who they are. Um, I mean, you know, the other great thing about it is that you pay, you, you pay £30 a year on top of the cost of the camera. Right. And what that does is it gives you um, it gives you unlimited storage. So any, every time the camera picks up someone yeah. at your front door, it records that and it sends it to the Amazon cloud right. and it saves it there for up to 60 days. So if something has happened at your home um, or someone you know, has vandalised or tried to break in, um, you've got the evidence there. If they did it at the front of the house, the cameras pick them up, and yeah. you've got it for the police and whatever. So I, I, I just think that's, I think that's quite good. I thought really, really good. Um, it's, you know, another addition of smart home technology which can um, certainly help anybody. But I think if you've got a visual impairment, well, for me anyway, it adds that extra bit of security yeah. and yeah. Um, and knowledge that. I can, you know, I can look outside with my with my mobile phone, you know. Well, well, especially if you've got a sighted partner, because you can, they can say who they want to say what they want to say, but you your partner can look back on it after and actually see that person. Yeah, yeah, that's it. In fact, I mean, where I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Galloway's now, um, and I just I got a notification on my phone. And I had a little look, and it was the postman delivering the mail. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, I might say hello to the postman, but then I thought, no, that'll yeah. probably freak him out. So, <laughs> so there again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my latest purchase. Um, but interestingly enough, um, we we're doing more stuff with smart home technology now, um, and we're gonna have a, a ring video doorbell um, in Morecambe and we're going to have one in Penwortham as well so people can come into the centre and, and try them out with the Amazon Echoes so I think that's really you know something that yeah. um, would be good Is it an expensive camera to buy? Um, I got it on the Black Friday deal so I only paid £119 for it right. um, and that come with a, a free Amazon Echo uh, now it's back to full price um, it's now up to £179, but I would say to people, if you want to buy the, any of these, any of the Amazon products like the Amazon Echoes or, or the Ring Video Doorbell yeah. uh, types of cameras, um, wait, wait for the seasonal offers. So generally you have January offers in January, you have Easter offers from Amazon, you'll yeah. get July offers from Amazon when it, they have this Amazon Prime Day. Um, and you'll get the Black Friday offers as well. There's only about four or five times a year you can pick these types of products up a lot cheaper. Yeah. So if you're not desperate for one, just wait. Wait yeah. till they go on offer. I think that's the thing to do, really. And as they get as they get older and more and more people are buying them, the prices will probably come down. Yeah, they, they will come down because there's different versions of the Ring Video Doorbell. So the one that I bought is Ring Video Doorbell 2. Uh, and um, you don't have to wire it into your doorbell power, so it works off a battery, and the battery lasts for about a month. 
and then you charge it up and then you put it back in you unscrew the the face of the camera yeah you take the battery out and then you just put it back in and i'm going to buy a spare battery yeah so that um i've got one charged up ready ready to go um so uh, you know like i say jeff if, if anybody wants any information about the doorbells we're going to have them um for demonstration in galloway so that you can come and have a look and uh, and we can we can help people in terms of advice and yeah, things like well, that. Yeah, well, that would be good because when you can actually see one and show, show them it, rather than having to describe it, it, they've got something there that they can see or feel or whatever, you know, depending Absolutely. on their eyesight. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed always at this time of year, people start talking to me about um, mobile phones. Um, a lot of people may sometimes are looking for something that's easier to use. Yeah. Um, a lot of people come in with these kind of Doro phones where they've got large numbers on, but they don't talk. Yeah. Um, but we've got a new phone called the Blind Shell, and um, I don't really like the name, actually, of it. No. How about you? Well, it's not a shell phone, is it? It's no. a, like a chocolate bar phone, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But I don't really like the actual fact that it's called a Blind Shell. It's like, why do you have to call it? A blind, something and make people conscious of the condition. Yeah, I think so. That's the only one of the only negatives I give about the phone because actually, um, this phone is a very very easy to use phone. Um, it's fully talking, so it's a fully talking mobile phone with buttons. So it's all keypad keypad bu buttons, uh, and all the functions of the phone um, are spoken. Um, so it's quite easy to to be used. You can control it with the keyboard. And you can also use spoken commands with the phone as well, which is quite good. Yeah, that's good because you can do that on Apple as well, can't you? You can voice, you can have it so that you just give it voice commands. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes that can be a nuisance because if you haven't switched it off and somebody says something, your phone's reacting in your pocket. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, the thing about it is, is that it's it's not quite a smartphone, but it's got some smart features built into it yeah which are quite good in terms of the voice recognition so you can make a call you can send a text well not everybody wants a full smartphone no, no definitely not um but included in the phone you can do your texts emails you can do calendar you've got an address book um you can send and receive texts and emails as i said by using your voice um there's there's a there's a calculator um, internet radio on the phone. Uh, there's, F, there's, there's also an FM radio if you've got no access to um, being online. Um, you've got some kind of visual aids built into the phone as well, like a, a, a colour indicator. And there's also um, a an object recognition feature as well that uses little tiny uh, barcodes or QR codes, a little bit like the pen friend. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite good. So you point your you point the camera at a barcode and it will it will tell you what that item is depending on what you've um, what description you've given it so that's quite good as well but i mean there's lots of different voices as well Call one of nine, which are quite like 57 a.m. So the 9th of december 2019 there you go so this is the voice so you've got call messages 2 of 9 contacts 3 of 9 more applications 4 of 9 settings 5 of 9 and everything just talks back to you. So, you know, if I wanted to make a call on the phone, all the menus speak. So if I go to call... Status, manual, no notification, turn off the phone, call, one of nine, dial contact, one of four. 
I'll dial the contact. Sue Cole, one of Jane Dobson, Joe, three of seven, Alan Johnston, John Shaw, five of seven. Dial well, everything. So everything basically talks to you. Um, we can change the colours. We can change the the large print of the device as well. There's two different large print sizes due to the screen. It's a nice little size screen and a decent size keypad. Mm. Um, but have we shown it? We did a bit of training on it last week, and we've we've now got this phone at Galloway's that we can we can demonstrate it to people. Um, it's two hundred and ninety nine pounds excluding VAT, and you can order it from Cobalt Systems. Um, and if you order it before the thirty first of December, you'll like this, Jeff. You get a free case with it, either a black one or a red one. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as always, guys, if you want to check out the Blind Shell phone, um, if you come to one of our technology dropping days or you give Galloway's a call uh, on 01772 we'd be happy to uh, to do a demonstration with you. Um, what do you think about it, Jeff? I think it's a good phone. I mean, £299, you might think, I'm not going to pay that sort of price. But when you once you've got it, you and you get used to it, you think, how did I manage without this? Yeah. I mean, I'd like it to be. There's a few things about it. Um, I'd like, I'd like the it to be a bit louder. Yeah. Uh, there's no, you know, there's no getting away from that. However, there is. You have got uh, Bluetooth compatibility with it, so you can use wireless headphones, and you can also. It does come with a pair of wired headphones as well. So you can you know you can do that um, to to enhance the sound. I just wish that the there was a bit more volume from the actual uh, device speaker, but it depends on the person using it. Well, it depends on the battery as well because the more things these phones have on, the better the battery's got to be. Yeah, it's got a quite a good battery life uh, of up to two days. I think two days battery life. Oh, that's on it. good. It's that's just good. good. That's if you were using it constantly. So. Two days on constant use is good because yeah. some phones only last ten hours, eight hours, ten hours. Yeah, and that's you it. Usually find them going flat mid afternoon sort of yeah, thing. That's right. So yeah, guys, if you check it out online, if you go on Google as well and just type in Blind Shell Classic mobile phone, um, you'll be able to find some information about it online as well. But of course, do do contact us for more information. Well, that's a wrap for this month's Galloway's Eye. I hope you all have a brilliant Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, myself and Jeff and everyone at Galloway's will see you in 2020. Thanks, Andrew. We now continue our Meet the Team with Tony. This month is the turn of Ellie. Hello again. And today I'm speaking to Ellie Pomeroy, who is the Supporter Care and Database Administrator here at Galloway's. Firstly, thank you for giving up some of your valuable time, Ellie. Could you tell us what your job entails? Certainly. So I work in the office, I'm behind the scenes, so you'll probably never see much of me, but I'm responsible for making sure that you get the right segments of mailings. Um, so if you've said that you want you want everything to receive everything by, by Braille and you don't want Christmas cards or you want everything by large print, but you don't want raffle tickets. I'm the person who puts everything in all in order so everybody gets what they want. Um, I'm also responsible for keeping all the reports and the database up to up to scratch and thanking everybody when you send in all your lovely donations. 
So the, I would imagine, especially uh, around Christmas time, especially as we as we approach that a few weeks away, it, is is that one of your busier times? Very busy, probably from October right through to January. It's one of our busiest times because we get we get donations from mailings and we get donations in generally because people just donate at Christmas, and then we've got our St George's which is going on, so we're really really busy. Uh, now, Ali mentioned Christmas cards before, and actually, when I came here today, I had a look at the Christmas cards, and they've got a fantastic selection. So, if you're needing some Christmas cards, they are available from Galloway's, and I know that they're three pounds per pack. We are sending them out in the we're sending out the order forms very very shortly. There we are. So, if you need some Christmas cards, Galloway's is the place to get them from. Now, would it be safe to say, Ali, that you work mainly behind the scenes? You don't you don't see many of the public. No, no, not really. Um, I just work in the office. Sometimes if somebody comes in with a donation, I might pop down. Um, but normally the fundraisers deal with that side. But if you ever want to see me, please do pop in and say hello. <laughs> so you, we were talking up there. You've been here now six years. And before that, you worked for Sue Riders. So charity work, it, it's in your blood, it must be. Well, for the past 16 years, yeah, I think it's been mainly charity work, which basically started because I was um, looking for a job which was in school hours. And that's and it, I live very close to Sue Ryder, so that's how that all started. And then I moved on to Galloway's, and um, I've enjoyed it ever since. Right. So would you say working for Galloway's, I, I, I mean, from what I see when I come here, it does seem a, gr- a great team. Would, would you agree? I'm sure you would. I'm sure you will. It is a great team. It's probably like a own big family, actually. And the lovely thing about working for Galloway's is how passionate everybody is about the jobs. It's amazing. It really is. Right. So... I wouldn't have expected any different, to be honest with you. Now, this is probably the most difficult question I ever ask anybody, really. What is a typical day in the life of a supporter care and database administrator? If there is such a thing as a, as a typical day. The thing is, it's not really, depending on the seasons, because like, coming up to Christmas, um, a typical day will be processing donations and Christmas card orders, answering telephone calls. Um, it might be pulling reports for this... Um, senior management team or for fundraisers who's doing an event so there's, there's never a normal day in the office to be honest not certainly not in fundraising anyway <laughs> i suppose that makes it more interesting really to some extent doesn't it if you if it's not a mundane thing you know if it's monday so you do the same on a monday if it's all different it must be a lot better for you i would have thought yeah it's definitely a lot more fun yeah, 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 yeah. so is it is it your intention to stay here and work and work for galloways for a lot longer i suspect it is you look very keen on the work to me yeah, hopefully so. Um, my job's got a new, a new little bit inside it where I'm kind of responsible for the whole of the database. So there's a lot, of, there's a learning curve coming in for me. So I think I'll probably stay here, probably till I retire. I think five or six years. Oh, I'm sure it's a lot longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, obviously you've got a very busy job, so we'll let you get uh, back to it. But uh, thank you very much, Ellie Pomeroy, and for all you do uh, for everybody at Galloways. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Tony and Ellie. Still to come on Galloway's Eye, we have Meet the Team. Twas the Night Before Christmas, read by various staff members. Some festive fun. The bowler and the monthly draw. Coming up next is a reading of the famous poem by Clement Clark Moore. Twas the Night Before Christmas. It 
was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mamma in a kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the roof there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutter and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the courses they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew my head and was turning around, down the chimney St Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening the pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled, his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly, that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside on his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Merry Christmas! We now have some festive fun for you. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go. 
laughing all the way. Bells on bottle rings, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. You'll recognise that piece. Oh, you can cut that bit, James, there. I'm going to start again. <laughs> the mo- I said there were a month then. An update for my post. She's just making me laugh. Why did you have to make me laugh? I'm going to start that one again. Okay. Can I pause that, actually, James? I'm going to start that again. Book your place to... to oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to start again. <laughs> I'll start from the very top. <laughs> Let's just pretend that didn't happen. No, I can't do it when you sat there. Don't look at me. We've only a few little places left. Um, just a second, James. The places aren't little. <laughs> Let me just say that again. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> what do I say, James? Oh, I already messed up, James. Can I just start again? <laughs> In. La <laughs> And here is the bowler. All the latest news and events from Preston and District Blind Bowling Club for Galloway's Eye. Season's greetings. Our president and the members of the committee would like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and send their best wishes for a happy and peaceful new year. We look forward to seeing you at our various events over the coming year. Jean Fow. We have received over £600 in donations, made in memory of Jean. This is a lovely tribute to Jean, who was a well-loved and greatly missed member of the club. We are extremely grateful to Neil and everyone who made a donation. The money will be used to purchase new equipment. Recent events, indoor bowling. Our indoor bowling sessions at Newton Hall have continued to be well supported, with 10 to 12 members taking part each time. This year we have been fortunate to have a minibus, and our thanks has to go to Galloway's and to our volunteer driver Christine Hall, who has kindly given up her time for us. We send Christine our best wishes for her upcoming operation and look forward to seeing her at a Christmas meal. We have also had good news in finding some new volunteer helpers recently. Cheryl Lyons, a volunteer with Galloway's, and her husband Don, and Terry Millward, who is a member of the Rotary Rotary Club of Preston, 
Amoundinus have been with us at Newton Hall and we look forward to them coming to future meetings at Newton Hall and Lipmore Park. Coming up, indoor bowling. Our next session for bowling at Newton Hall will be on Thursday the 5th of December between 2 and 4pm. Minibus transport is available from Howick House, Preston Railway Station and Preston Bus Station. A further meeting on Thursday the 19th of December is yet to be confirmed. Newton Hall has a very good cafe and there will be time for you to have something to eat before playing. Club members pay no more than £5 per session. If places are available, non-members are also welcome to take part but have to pay the full cost of bowling. There is no charge for using the minibus. Bowling shoes, which must be worn by everyone, going on the rinks and bowls are available at Newton Hall at no extra charge. Places are limited and will be on a first-come, first-served basis. Christmas meal. We cannot take any more orders for this year's Christmas get-together. It will be Thursday the 12th of December at the Station Hotel on Butler Street in Preston. We suggest that people arrive around half past 12 and lunch is booked for one o'clock. The cost is £14, which will be collected on the day. There will be the usual raffle and donated prizes will be greatly appreciated. Pennine. Our indoor triples with Pennine are just a few weeks away. The home match at Newton Hall will be on Sunday the 12th of January and the return fixture in Leeds will be on Sunday the 9th of February. Both events will start at 12 o'clock and will be followed by lunch. We need nine players for both matches, so please let Steve know if you want to take part. We will have minibus transport and supporters are welcome where seats are available. Tournaments for t 2020. Chris Turnbull and Steve Jewett will be playing in the Vibe Indoor Pairs at Nottingham in February and will be supported by Irene and Tony Kimpton. The dates for most of the tournaments for 2020 are now listed in the club diary below. The club can offer some financial assistance with expenses and travel, but players pay for their own accommodation. Tournaments organised by Vibe are only open to Vibe members, although life membership is now only £10. You should also be aware that there is often a dress code and, you, and that you will need a site certificate. The Western Open Singles is a good first tournament, having a relaxed and friendly atmosphere. Participants play two games a day for four days, with a good variety of opponents. Please contact Steve now if you want to take part or need any more information. The next edition of the Bowler will be on February in February 2020. Now to finish off is the club's diary. Dates for tournaments do not include travel. The 5th of December, indoor bowling, Newton Hall, 2 to 4. 12th of December, Christmas meal, Station Road, 12.30 for 1 o'clock. 19th of December, indoor bowling, Newton Hall, to be confirmed. 12th of January, triples match with Pennine, Newton Hall. 9th of February, triples match with Pennine, Leeds. 15th to 16th of February, Vibe National Indoor Pairs, Nottingham. 18th to 19th of April, Vibe National Indoor Triples Gloucester. 30th of April to the 3rd of May, Western Open Singles, Western Supermare. 21st to the 26th of June, Vibe National Outdoor Singles and Pairs, Lamington. The 12th to the 17th of July, 
Hastings Open Tournament Hastings. For more information about the club, any of the above events or to book your place, please contact Steve Jewett on 01772 731 576 or email Preston Blind Bowling Club at Outlook.com. Thank you. And coming up now, we have the Leader Here are the winning numbers for December monthly draw. The first prize of £250 was won by number 375 by Mr E. The second prize of £100 was won by number 206 and Miss B from Ormskirk. Our three prizes of £10 were won by numbers 653 and Mr G from Preston. 64 and Mr K from Preston, 408 and Mrs D from Preston. Our six prizes of £5 were won by numbers 473 and Mrs T from Cole, number 60 and Mrs G from Much Hool, 519 and Mrs O from Chorley, 589 a Mr J from Buxton 91 a Mrs K from Blackpool 237 a Miss B from Longton It's estimated that there are over 50,000 blind and partially sighted people living across Lancashire and Sefton Galloways exist to provide support through sight loss ensuring no one has to face sight loss on their own our services aim to support people through any stage of the sight loss journey through our wide range of locally based services. Each year we have to generate £1 million to continue our work whilst we are heavily reliant on donations and people leaving us gifts in their wills. People who play our monthly draw also make a significant difference. Thank you for your support. If you would like to help support the charity in this way and be in with a chance of winning one of 11 cash prizes each month, including our top two prizes of £250 and £100, then please get in touch with Ellie on 01772 744148. Please play for a purpose and help us to support more local people through sight loss. Well, that's all we have time for this month. Our next edition will be the February edition when we look forward to being with you again. Please remember, if you have any articles you would like to read or would like to read anything yourself, please do get in touch. So from me, Angie, and all the staff here at Galloway's, may we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a peaceful New Year.